Hello folks, welcome to Sammy Speaks. Today, I am going to talk to you about the journey of self-healing of a fellow female named Yashi Singh. So this episode is going to be a little serious. It's going to be deep and I might say that I might give a trigger warning as well because you know it involves talking about this uh, sexual abuse and disputes within the family. So go ahead, listen to Yashi's story and I hope it inspires you as much as it has inspired me. Okay, hi Yashi. Hello, hi Sameen. See, I can't do justice to your introduction. That is why I would like you to introduce yourself. Okay. So, uh, hello everyone. I am Yashi Singh and I am a 4th year law student. And uh, I think I am running an NGO right now. And the NGO's name is Emerging Yuvas Pune. So, we are primarily working for two objectives, which is uh, mental health and drug addiction. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's the brief introduction about you. That's very nice. So, Yashi, the story behind you starting this uh, emerging U.S. Pune is very uh, Mm -hmm. intriguing. I've heard Mm -hmm. it. I've read it. So, I know it's very intriguing. Mm -hmm. So, I would like Mm -hmm. you to give us some snippets of the story. Like how, how, what happened to you and how everything, how you dealt Mm -hmm. with everything, how you overcame everything and then how you're now doing the same, you're helping others do the same. So, can Mm -hmm. you just talk a little about it? Yeah, of course. So, I think there is a whole lot story about how I planned to start this NGO. Mm-hmm. So, I remember that my voyage of self-healing started in 2018. Okay. So, you know, I was someone who was an addict to almost every pattern of my life. Like, as a child, I was this timid schoolgirl sitting in a sort of dilapidated chair with a friend who had autism. Okay. Uh, not that I cannot sit with him, but as an eight-year-old eight year child, it's, you know, not a smoothie for you to gl- grasp such biggies. Yes. So, you know, uh, this very scene got imprinted as an emotion which the body further took it as the ultimate reality. And as we know somehow that, you know, that a body doesn't understand the subtle difference between your thought and the experience. Hmm. So, it just took it as an ultimate reality. Now, you know, uh, I used to question myself that why such experiences have such intense emotions. And I think I did because I had a very insecure childhood, like you know most of us had. Okay. I have been the I have been the witness of physical violence in my family. I myself went through sexual abuse, so you know there was hardly any time for love. So okay. uh, you know the fact that I didn't know the idea of love. The only thing I knew was the quest to experience. And somehow my body was, you know, conditioned to clasp the toxic patterns of behavior. And uh, that's where there was a conspicuous image of me always limping back to that, you know, dilapidated chair, as I told you before, which was wrapped in silence and, you know, which was constantly anatomizing and cutting my body into slices. And now in my teens, you know, I was someone, I was someone who was a defiant against anything which was put up by me put up by my parents 
So I think uh, you know I used to blame them for everything, and that was happening in my life, like not being an expertise and knowing how the clock works. So you know I wasn't knowing how to see the clock until I was in class eleven. and uh, you know maybe lacing my shoes was like a wangle thing to me and like how to make those two balloons so it was all like you know a strange thing to me and for that i used to blame my parents you know that they didn't give me that time because they were half the time they were involved in themselves uh, you know solving their issues Mm. So you know it is true that my basic concepts of life and education got sidetracked due to my parents struggle to maintain their relationship till I was you know I think in 7th grade So now 4 years back when I went to Pune for my studies mm. you know uh, the first thing you know as as any girl who is at 20s Mm. So uh, you know finding love and everything so mm. you know i met this nice slim guy is nice slim guy okay. having like a side trip strange with perfectly like you know suited his jawline face oh, okay. so the first time i knew you know the first time i knew that there is a concrete definition of love was to learn from him like he supported me to evolve and grow but you know but somehow my body wasn't comfortable experiencing new new patterns like it was yeah. so much addicted to old toxic patterns mm, that I this new form of love was very strange to me like a serene form of love was very strange to me mm. and it was getting out of balance like you know i wanted the damn chemicals the adrenaline and you know high cortisol and high beta mm. waves and i don't know what not so you no know, i knew that my love for him was turning into dependency you know yeah. like That is what I noticed. Yeah, that is yeah. sorry to interrupt you, but that is one thing I noticed. Even while you are talking about the journey, it shows that uh, that relationship will become toxic and unhealthy if you become dependent on him. Exactly, exactly. So I was what I was doing was that all I was doing to project my vulnerabilities on him. You know, I was trying to look look him as a prominent figure of mm. father because you know who can protect me and you know bear me and to the extent he will be me itself. Like he cannot be me, right? Mm. So I was expecting something strange out of him. I was expecting something weird out of him. and uh, you know because my my relationship with my father was not very good so you know i was mm. expecting him as a father like figure yeah. so you know one and a half year back somehow due to our own circumstances we started our own journey separately so uh, you know mentioning that he was always loyal to me okay so and that's when i was absolutely shattered you know i became in hardcore drug addict like i used to have drug like chemical drugs every day almost not every day but yeah you know almost two times a week and then like a normal drug every day and you know embedded i actually embedded myself in few different physical relations and self harm and everything went on a roll like i think till um, to 2019 yeah mm-hmm. so i was on the edge you know to fall somewhere from where i could have never come back i swear like from where i would have never came back into very life i think i'm experiencing right now and okay. that's when i started my you know self healing journey you know samin i think you need to know that you know everyone needs to know not not just you like i think everyone needs to know that just damage may take few minutes but healing takes years yeah. and 
we should be ready to give time to healing you know when we are ready to give time to it then only that will work for us you know it's yes. like when you walk to the law the law the law will work for you yes so, so it's like you no know, for healing that you're saying it takes time to be honest healing it it never stops it's like exactly exactly it's lifelong until when you are on your death bed yes and i think it's a lifelong process Yes, and you know, uh, I think you know uh, the concepts like letting go, forgiving, self-healing is not a one-day process. It's a you know sojourn to an unknown. The only yes. way I think to make it work for you is to work for it. Hmm. So uh, you know, it was two years ago. Also during my trip to Mahabaleshwar with my cousin for a marriage, like we went for a marriage consortium, hmm. and I had I had this big discovery about our family patterns. You know, we all know that in a family of four members, we have all sorts of genes, right? From you know hmm. boomers to Gen Z. So you know, we all believe to get ourselves conditioned, you know, with the genes of our father mm. and mother, and you know, distinctively from two different generations. Like our father and mother also are from two different generations. Mm. So you know, plus our social conditioning of our generation. So you know, this is like a vicious circle. Mm. And but it's, I think, but it's not like the first time towards self healing is to know that we can heal ourselves. Exactly. Awareness. Accept, no, I think yeah. before that we need to be aware that what I exactly. am is unhealthy. Um, yeah, exactly. And that's what I was saying. You know, the pain point, and then accepting the crude form of us. You yes. know, we have to accept it. That you know, I think the healing part is started from the fact when you realize that you are actually encompassed in the old toxic patterns. and yes. you realize the root of it that you know how it is and for realizing it i think our ngo have this uh, slogan which we have discovered which is learn to sob learn to sob is actually not learn to cry which is to hmm. stop observe and burnish so you need to oh. stop you need to observe yourself and then you need to improve Yes. So you know, uh, Mahabaleshwar trip was like a shocker for me. Like all of this sudden, I wasn't uncomfortable with my very idea of my existence. I was able to discern my, you know, murky self, hmm. like which was not, which was a sort of paranoia. Hmm. So you know, I was going off my rocker actually. That was the first acknowledgement of me trying to get out of something which was still unidentified. Like hmm. I knew that I wanted to get out of something, but that was unknown. I then you know decided to tell my parents that I need to see a therapist but you know I myself became careless to the process for next one year it was like you know you know it was the most peculiar journey for me mm-hmm. like I was in constant search of something and this behavior I think seemed to be little weird for my ex boyfriend and parents So you know, it was after my breakup when I resorted to all sorts of, as I said, that all sorts of drugs and physical attachments, mm. and that's when I knew I need healing. So you know, I plunged myself to different tools like you know Reiki healing, counseling, and crystals, yeah. and categorically speaking, that it all helped me. But you need to know, I think, I, and and I think we need to know that. only helped me these all tools like reiki healing counseling and mm. crystals it only helped me because i accepted the toxic patterns exactly which exactly. played as like you know which played as like a devil attack on me for 22 years of my life mm. and then i learned things like you know uh, there were different things like uh my parents had their unresolved trauma and they didn't get the opportunity to speak 
their heart out to their parents as i had so you know speaking to them after a particular particular period you know it's just that i can't blame them for the rest of my life instead i chosen to walk with them you know considering issues from both the sides so you know i just i i i think i realized that your parents had have their un- resolved trauma exactly you know, they are also humans and that is what yeah, get, what exactly. gets passed on exactly and the biggest mistake we do is to blame anyone for the rest of our life and i think you know that's the time and that's the moment when we should take responsibility for ourselves rather than blaming people i think it's the part of the process and you know uh, everyone gets into that but you know the moment you realize that you know it's not worth it you should take action for it i mean it's okay to blame but you know what it it's 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 also very uh, you know important to get awaken and conscious about the fact that that you know at some per- point at some certain juncture you cannot blame people so that's exactly. how when i decided that you know i cannot blame my parents they had their unresolved trauma and you know what my parents actually helped me in every possible way to get out of it so i realized that i was you know living in a survival mode which made me to question every being because of my body you know living in a conventional path hmm. which was you know incessantly questioning my childhood so you know was like my body was literally living in the past and i was somehow mentally you know I, my body was in the past in the old toxic patterns and mm. i am in the present so you know it was whole of a contradictory thing in terms of uh, psychology as well mm. so i think uh, i was you know emotionally dependent not interdependent on others but i was you know codependent so mm. uh, you know not even codependent just dependent so i grasped that my partner cannot be responsible for my happiness like he can he can be a wheel to me right but not yes. the car itself yes and that I, i like why, that analogy that's yeah, a very nice so, analogy yeah so you know i have immense gratitude for him for helping me to take out the you know potentials in me during our two years of relationship which is now i think you know somehow helping me and assisting me in every possible way and not just this but as i always used to see a father like figure in him after a separation the gap between me and my father got mystically improved like i think he was surely a buddha in my life oh, so okay. i knew i was on the edge to fall but then something divine peacefully embraced me and i'm glad to tell you that i haven't touched drugs in 6 months now oh my god that are... is awesome congratulations i know how difficult that so journey much. is i've seen yeah. i've seen clients i've seen clients struggling spending yeah. spending years yeah. to you know uh-huh. get out of yeah, the right. to get right, here right. so yeah. yeah yeah so i think we are leading ngo in pune which is primarily working on mental health and drug addiction and i'm also doing multiple diploma courses like one of them in psychology as i further want to be a part time certified counselor Okay. and i'm also working as a content developer in one of the startups and uh, to you know to enhance my skill as a student mm. and something which was a para amount was my breath so i started you know working on my breath and it's been 6 months i'm meditating daily for 22 minutes with yoga mm. and i think i'm still healing myself and it's a never ending process okay. till exactly. you are on your deathbed as i said you know it's like I never really try to give white heat 
to concepts like sexual abuse childhood trauma survival mode but you know all i want to make you all understand that the first step to self heal is knowing the patterns and then really quenching it yes and all so, i want to assure you that if i can then you can that's yes. that's it i think okay so let me just uh, put it out in brief for everybody who is listening so you you are saying that awareness that you are in an unhealthy pattern is the first yeah. step then after the awareness you should have the will to change exactly so only when you have the will to change things or people will come across your path and you will be yeah. able to do that yeah it's all very mystic yeah of course yeah yes yashish thank you so much for sharing your journey with us i'm sure this is going to help a lot of people and i'm so yeah. so so inspired by you the reason is because it takes a lot of courage first of all to you know mm-hmm. deal with mental health and then you know talk about it openly in this in this environment that we're living in full of you know that is uh, very important yeah yes where uh, there is like we need mental health awareness mm-hmm. so your journey it's wonderful congratulations thank you so Once much again. sabin for giving me this platform to share this journey so that you know other people can get aware and you know they can realize that they can get out of it if one can yes so, yeah, that is right so much for if this you platform. can we all can exactly if i can then you can and everyone can yes so towards the yeah. end yashi i would like to uh, you know wish you luck for the ngo that you're working with thank you so much yeah uh, okay. thank you so much guys check out her ngo page emerging yuvas for pune yeah in uh, on instagram so there there's a lot of helpful stuff that they're posting so please go ahead and check it out and yes yeah. yashi it was a pleasure having you thank you so much thank you so much samin and all the best for your thank life you. and future endorsement thank you thank you bye bye samin bye bye Yeah so that's it folks I had a lot of fun speaking to Yashi I think it requires a lot of courage to speak up about your mental health problems and Yashi is one courageous warrior her cheerfulness will never you know make you realize what she's struggling with on the inside and she's doing a wonderful job with emerging you as Pune the NGO that she talked about and yes so I hope it you enjoyed this episode and you got to learn a lot of things especially things like being grateful and cheerful so that's it for today signing off stay tuned for more episodes